Okay, so if that's okay, uh, Kevin, I'll do the intro. Yeah. Then we can do the out. Uh, okay. You can sure. The, you can no hit problem. the, the yep. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, three, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the only, well, actually no, shit, I can't say only anymore, the first, no, too bad. The first podcast of the Singapore pop music scene, but the only podcast I can guarantee that's 100% organic and no artificial yeah. additives included. Uh, <laughs> one can only hope. Which brings us to our, which, which I'm using as a segue to the guest that we're going to talk to today. Um, she has just recently put out her, I think about a month ago, she put out her, her first single of 2022. It's called One, One Can Only Hope. Um, although she's been doing music, uh, she's been posting up stuff. If you go online, you probably can see all her music uh, covers as well as original stuff. Um, you know, it's been what, about a year plus, near two years, one to two years already since she's posted stuff up. Um, but yeah, la, you don't want to hear me talking about this person when you can hear the person talking about herself. This <laughs> We are, of course, talking about Amanda Ong. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Welcome to Lion City Rock. Yay! Yay! Hi, how are you today? I'm all right. How are you guys? Um, doing okay. Good. Coping. Doing okay as usual. We yeah. we keep on we keep on keeping on. Yeah. So Amanda, so you know, I mean, for us, basically, um, whenever we talk to a Singapore musician, my usual question, first question, is usually, why music? Why? <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a passion that I can't get rid of. I know that it's not lucrative in Singapore, but it's just something I can't shake. I've loved it every step of my life, and I also grew up in a musical family, so that probably contributed to it. Yeah, so here I am. And it's not my full-time job, mm -hmm. so I can still <laughs> manage, but I'm not going to get rid of music anytime soon. Okay, okay so okay. so so when when just give us a bit of history. So when did it all? When did the journey all begin for you with music? Uh, so. I only realized I wanted to do it maybe after uni because I was, I just went through school not knowing what I wanted to do in my future. And then after I graduated from uni, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew that I still liked music throughout my whole life. So I decided that would be something I do on the side until I can manage my own finances and make it happen without like a full-time job. Uh, no, so it's not currently the only thing I do, but it is something that, like, when taxi drivers ask me, who am I, what do I do, I'll say I'm a musician. Because okay. I, sometimes I want to appear more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, 
you know, in terms of uh, music itself, right? Because you mentioned that your your whole family is very musical. Right? So, what was that like? I mean, uh, was your were your parents musicians, or were they just big fans of music? And and how did you get into the whole rhythm of actually? Oh, actually, music's quite interesting. And then by the time they get to uni, you go, yeah, I don't, I really want to do this as a as a thing. Um, my dad and mom both learned the piano, like so many Asian kids, right? Uh, yeah, my dad used to play in. Uh, the grand, you know, when they have a grand piano in the middle of a room, and then people can request songs. So he used to do that also. And then I think he thought, why don't I get my children to learn piano as well? So that's how I started learning music. It was piano, but I actually didn't really like it because I would be standing at the corner of the piano, and my dad would be doing oral exercises with me, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and up to this day, I can't really sight read, so that's not a skill that I took. From piano lessons, but after that, he also told me, "Why don't you learn the guitar? It's so much more portable than a keyboard." Mm. And then I'm quite a passive person in that aspect, so I was like, "Okay lah, learn guitar." It was like one of the primary six after PSLE activities that they offered, so I, I learned Home by Daughtry, as my first guitar song. Okay, wow. <laughs> On a really shitty guitar, but nonetheless, learn four chords that I still use now. <laughs> Yes, of course. Yeah. Also, when I was in primary school, I did see a advertisement for some kind of choir boys thing on TV. Then I was like, "That's so interesting. They're making music with their mouths. Then there's no instruments behind. How's this happening?" So I was really intrigued about a cappella at a young age. But like primary school and secondary school, we didn't have a cappella CCAs. So I only decided to join a a cappella group like in school in poly. And then I also completely missed out secondary school where I joined band. I think band helped me with. Arranging some of my songs, cause it gives me the symphonic point of view for arranging. What What are you playing in band?、Uh, I was doing percussion, so not much tuned instruments unless I'm on the mallets. But I was always actively listening to every other section, cause my part doesn't need as much practice as a group together, cause we're all playing like one per part, right? But all the other sections would continuously. Practice the same passage over and over. Right, right. So I'll just keep listening to it. Yeah, it's very interesting. The conductor will like do this,、yeah. conduct halfway, and then go to that section, turn his head to the left or something. Yeah, and then in in poly, so I did a cappella, and I was like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. It is so much more fun than every other thing I did. The symphonic band, the choir, random piano guitar lessons, and then the best part is I don't have to carry an instrument around. I'm the instrument. Yeah, <laughs> and I also did that in uni. So once I joined an acapella group, I could not stop. And then once I was out of school, because I went to uni overseas, I think like all the acapella batchmates I had in Singapore, they all just went their own separate ways. So I came back to Singapore after uni, and there was almost no one who. I mean, of course, no one's gonna wait for me to form my own group. So I decided to form one myself. And here we are, almost four years in the making. Wow. So I talk a lot about acapella, not really about my own music. But yeah, it's more of acapella that I want to pursue、mm. specifically in the music industry.、Mm, okay, well that's quite interesting because、um, like、uh, I mean, just being a a musician already, that's a big ask already. I mean, and being acapella, you're you're really in a, a very what what a, what a, is it about like you know acapella music or vocal group music that、mm. that really compels you? It's really the part where I don't have to use instruments. <laughs> I'm not、okay. don't have to. It's like 
it's amazing that you can do so much with just voices. Because mm. mm. I think it's very easy to just like, if you want to go to a bar and sing, you just play an instrument. Right. But like, if you can do that all with voices, if I feel like it takes so much more effort and syncing up with each other. And then the product is just so beautiful. I actually didn't like K-pop last time. But then when I went to Poly, right, mm-hmm. the seniors in the acapella group, they performed a K-pop song. And then I was like, wow, this actually sounds nice. So that's how I knew like, it was really something I would like despite anything else. Mm-hmm. If you if you guys who are listening and uh, if you go onto her YouTube channel, it's not just you know pop music or pop music covers with instruments that she features. She features quite a few a cappella uh, renditions of pop songs as well. You know, stuff by I guess Billie Eilish. I think was one of them, right? That was a cover with uh, Gareth Fernandez, if I'm not wrong. Oh yes. And then her her most her most her most recent one. Okay, I say her most recent. We're we're kind of taping this. Uh, in the beginning of April, by the time you hear this, we'll be about a month old, I guess, <laughs> or more. Her most recent one about uh, mansplaining. Very, very, <laughs> very, very cool <laughs> <laughs> song, uh, song version of what, what it means to mansplain to somebody. <laughs> I think a lot of people think I wrote that, but I just want to clarify that I didn't. It's from another person on TikTok. Right. From a group called Red Letters. Yeah. <laughs> You also just, I mean, apart from just putting out, you also put out um, the, the new music video for One Can Only Hope, which is your, your, your current single that you have out right now. Um, maybe mm-hmm. you could talk a bit about that. Um, that song is as close to a cappella as it gets, I think. It only has ukulele, I think, mm-hmm. as a back, backing instrument, right? Yeah, well, I was actually a bit lazy on the music video. I think I could definitely have done it better, but I was rushing for time because... Uh, I went to Switzerland in December to visit my mom, who's working there. And then when I came back, I was like, oh crap, everything else has to be done. It's a bit late for the release. So I just threw a bunch of videos together. I didn't really think about how to shoot it. So it was, yeah, I, could, I think it could have been better shot coming from a past film student. Mm. <laughs> my, my own fault, not, other, not anyone else's. Yeah, but um, music-wise, I decided to strip things down a little bit this year. Because uh, last year, I think I had a single called uh, Leave Me Alone. Mm. And then I had trumpets and saxophones and everything. And that was, I love it. I, I think it's my favorite song from my own to date. But it was just a little bit too expensive for me to sustain. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to just maybe strip it down this year and do like one or two instruments each. And I think it the song does work with that. Because my one of my unique selling points... I'm a digital marketer, so these terms come by very frequently. <laughs> yeah, my unique selling point is uh, my vocals, my harmonies. Mm. It's not really my instrument playing because I'm not I'm not really great at any instrument, even though I learned some of them. So I just did it with more vocals than instruments, and that's why I decided the song to be. And I've always liked uh, songs that have this canon thing going on in the back, where they just sing one thing and then they layer the next one over. Yeah, I think right now the biggest ones would be like We Don't Talk About Bruno, the one composed by Lynn Manuel Miranda. I really love those kind of things where you can fit so many, so many melodies into the same section of the song. So I decided to try that as well.
some of some of your other uh, tracks like Square, like Diabetes, um, even another little postcard. I mean, for a lot of the for a lot of the, the tracks, uh, even actually leave me alone as well. I mean, uh, they all seem to be very very, uh, what I like to call diary diary songs, uh, like things happen to you, mm-hmm. like diabetes obviously is one of them. Uh, that whole narrative is about you dealing with dealing with that condition. Yeah. Uh, you know, so because it's all very personal. So, so when you actually do have to like do a performance, let's say, and and when you when you do these kind of things, like how does that how does that how do you convey that kind of same emotional? You know, I mean, writing down your thoughts is one thing, right? I mean, that's some of it's off the moment. But then when you decide to put it into song, or, or record these things, or even like say if you have to perform it, like how does that? How does that work for you? Is it easy to kind of channel back all these emotions to get that across to your audience? I think it helps when I explain what the song is about. Mm. So it kind of sets the mood before I sing the song. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty okay to channel the emotions. It's a bit harder because the the instruments are not always the same. And like I said, I'm not very good at guitar, right? So usually when I perform it, I perform with the guitar. So the vibes are not completely there, but I try to make it the closest it can be. Mm. Yeah, and when I record it, definitely I can channel every emotion. Like my my microphone is right next to me. <laughs> okay. So I can just be by myself in the room. That's why I like to record for myself as well instead of going to a studio. So I can. Mm. So no one's looking at me. There's no embarrassment or anything. <laughs> okay. Even though I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed about, but I get stage fright sometimes. So it's easier to just do this on my own. Okay, okay. Yeah. So in your bio, right, you you do highlight like mm-hmm. mental health uh, issues in terms of yeah. you know for trying to convey in your songs. Maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, what what's behind that? Yeah. Ah, okay. So I I realized that there's a theme going on with my music where it could be about a sad thing, but I like to make the song sound really happy. Because that that is like one of my coping mechanisms. And I even created a playlist. It's like happy, sad songs to put on a facade. <laughs> okay, okay. So like you know when you, when you just have to get going with the day, yeah. but you don't, you don't feel yeah. up to par, then maybe you, just, you can listen to my songs and then it will cheer you up. But you can, it's also relatable. Mm. Like you can relate to the lyrics, but it will also cheer you up. Yeah, that's what I hope people can listen to my music for, and it's also something that, uh. That I hear in one of the my inspirations, which is Dodi. She's a YouTuber and also a musician. Mm-hmm. So she also writes these kind of songs, where it's like kind of sad sounding, but her her accent is so cute. She's British, the little cute accent, and the way she plays her instruments and makes them all into a song is also very melodious and everything. Makes you feel good, yet relatable lyrics. Hmm. Okay. But speaking about that as well, um, for yourself, what what kind of music relates? Do you re- do you relate to? I mean, like, who are your influences? Who are who are your inspirations or inspirations now? Even yeah. Yeah, I think speaking about personal storytelling in my music, I think that came from <clears throat> Taylor Swift mm. a little bit because she likes to write about exes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't really have many exes. I just have one ex and I don't really want to publish songs about him because they were all very unpolished. It's all on my soundboard, but eh, I don't think I'm gonna publish them. <laughs> okay, okay. And I think like instrumental or vocal wise, Dodi, like I mentioned mm-hmm. before, she's 
I think she's the closest person I want to be like. Some of my other influences, also because of my dad and my brother and my mom, mm. like Jason Mraz. I think Jason Mraz is quite a big one because he's also very upbeat. Most songs is very upbeat. And I like his little almost rap kind of songs like Mr. A to Z oh, right. or Geek in the Pink. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think those are my two favorite songs of his just because he likes to play with saying the lyrics really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's also one of my selling points because <laughs> I will re-record as many times as I want to get it right. Oh, okay. okay. To say things fast. <laughs> of course, Disney as well. I think I'm trying to go closer to a musical genre with my songs. Like you can see in Square and Turbulence maybe. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, those, those yeah. like like I was saying, like, you know, you want to do a cappella or vocal, vocal music. Having made that decision, what, what has been, I guess, your, your biggest challenges and, and how did you overcome all that kind of thing? Um, I think the, the biggest challenge is not being able to find the musicians for it because since everyone is doing a certain genre, it's very hard to find people for acapella sometimes. But it helps that I went, I had a CCA, like that group to ask for help at the very beginning. But now that I found other people in the local community to help me, it gets easier bit by bit. I think it how I overcame it, maybe it was just continuously posting on social media so that other people can find me and I can find them as well. Right. Because I think everyone in Singapore is... Well, most people, most musicians in Singapore are kind of struggling. So they really put in the effort to go and find other people, to get people to interact with them so that we can all form this community, right? Mm-hmm. So when I initially started posting on social media, I think I think I started the music Instagram account while I was in Aus- no, when I came back from Australia. But before that, I was doing a lot of acapella by myself, just recording as one person. Mm-hmm. Because I was in a new country and I didn't have friends yet. Right. So it was my lonely acapella phase. <laughs> lonely acapella phase. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because of that, I, I did manage to learn a little bit of beatboxing. I I can't do bass, but if I edit the thing low enough, right. it does sound like a bass. Right. Yeah. 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 So I learned how to kind of do all the parts, not to perfection, but enough right. to post on social media. Right. And that's how I found other people as well. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I, I get the sense that, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that, uh, that you're very kind of DIY. It means everything you do yourself, right? So... Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. I mean, why? I mean, I guess that's the Singapore musician experience to a certain extent, lah, right? Yeah. But like, uh, why is it that you know it's like you've got to do everything yourself, more or less? Oh, for it's actually it's the super Singaporean reason. I'm just very stingy with my money. <laughs> I started out that way, so I really, I I wouldn't say I enjoy saving money, but it has become part of me already. I've always been a saver, so. With regards to getting other people to help me on my songs, I don't feel nice if I just ask them for a favor and I don't pay them anything. Mm. So I would want to pay them, but at the same time, I don't want to pay anybody to help me if I can do the thing myself. Right, right. So I really try to do everything myself. Um, but then I also realized along the way, my instrument playing is not, it's not great. I can't really mix and master very well. My ears are not, like, I haven't trained myself to do that yet. Initially, I wanted to do all of that myself. I even wanted to learn the violin or the saxophone so I can be my own sessionist. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, 
that's ambitious. Those dreams didn't come true. Because <laughs> I decided to focus more on vocals instead of learning instruments. Mm. I still find it hard to pick up the guitar and practice. And I haven't, I think I haven't changed the strings since COVID started. Okay. Because I just decided to focus on vocals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But realistically, over the, maybe the past two years, I decided, yeah, it's, I don't think it's worth it to pursue so many skills, new skills. Mm, mm. And it would be more worth it to pay other people to help me with it, to fulfill what I want my songs to sound like. Mm. So now I'm a lot more okay with spending money. <laughs> But it was also probably just like a broke uni student kind of right. Yeah, that's true. Mentality. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so what about from the yeah. from the management aspect? Have you ever thought of getting a manager in? Uh no, I really like doing things myself. <laughs> and I think no, because I'm also a project manager at work now. So I think that is the part that I like to do. I like scheduling. I like making Excel sheets, <laughs> doing my timeline. Okay, wow. Ha. We should get you yeah. as the manager. Yeah, so I don't think that part yeah. is something I would outsource to someone else. <laughs> the part that I would try to outsource if I can next time is like collaborations and all that. If I have to go talk to other people, like brand collaborations, oh, maybe okay. not people collaborations. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because I still want the human interaction with other people. But if it's a brand, I'm a bit scared to go out and ask, like, do you want me? Do you not? Oh, I see. That kind of I thing. see. Okay. Okay. Like brands or venues, lah. But okay, okay. See, okay. So here's here's my here's my here's my question. Then um, you're gonna need venues in order for you to get out there to perform and stuff like that. So how does that how, how is that going to work? <laughs> oh, so it's scary for me to just reach out to a person with zero contacts, right? Right. I usually get to know people based on friends. So actually, since we opened up last week for live performances, I've been going to a bar on Tuesdays. Mm. Maybe, no, I've only gone twice. But it's just a new thing I've decided to do, to go to this bar on Tuesdays after work, because Tuesday is my office day. Okay. And then I decided they don't have live music yet. Maybe they're going to start. It's a new bar as well, so they haven't gotten their license. Right. But I decided to go ask the bartender, like, are you looking for live music? Right. Because I'm a musician. Right. So, so I'm going to meet with the boss next week. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. So I try to do it through friends instead of just walking up to someone and asking. Yeah, okay. But also, I mean, you're speaking about, you did mention that you say, okay, I want to do everything myself. And on your recordings, it's easy for you to just um, overdub, do overdubs. Um, in terms of doing vocal music, um, but when it, so if let's say uh, I mean you know if you get if you if you get a gig doing like say vocal music, how would that work? Do you still have to get like you know other people to come in to do all the different? I mean so you you've got a you you form a group and then you perform as a group or do you, are you gonna rely on I don't know I guess a looper let's say, and then just work all your music through mm-hmm. in that. In that oh, so you mean like vocals, like acapella live music? Yeah. Are you planning to do something like that? Yeah. Because that yeah. would be something ah. that nobody oh, yeah, has have... actually ever fully tried out yet. <laughs> you know? Also, like by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't think I would do that. I can... I have tried using a looper before, but it's not really my something I want to do because I feel like if you only do looper performances, it can't be that long because it will sound very repetitive. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's and true. I, yeah. It, yeah. I don't think it sounds as cool with just singing. I think you need some beatboxing as well. 
So that's something my fiance does actually. I think he can do this on the loop station. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I enjoy listening to him do it, but I probably wouldn't do it myself. If I want to perform a cappella, I will be with a group. I mean, have you have you heard all the other? I mean, or do you do do you know any of the other a cappella groups in Singapore? And you know, what do you what do you mm-hmm. do you glean anything from those guys? Uh, yeah, definitely know some of the a cappella groups. I think the bigger ones that keep appearing on my social media mm-hmm. will be my cappella mm. Apex Project uh one o two three. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, some groups that started around the same that they're around the same age as my groups, uh, Frisian and Adestra. Right. I think Adestra is the newest one I've seen. Yeah, but I know these groups because my friends are also in them. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. And the ones I mentioned, like one or two, three mixtaping, maybe, uh, those are I feel like they are about ten years older than us. Right. No, five to ten years older than us. Yeah. So it's like a different. Target audience as well, or oh, they're also more established. Mm, mm. So like, I look towards becoming a group like that, and then eventually, my cappella or Apex project, and then maybe eventually pentatonics. But that's so far fetched. Oh, really? Why? What we like to dream. <laughs> Why is it far? No, I think they came out in a in a time when the movie Pitch Perfect also came out, like roughly around the same year. So that really boosted people's interest for a cappella. Mm, yeah. Mm. I don't think there will be another boom like this. It was like the start of mainstream people getting to know acapella. Right, right. It's just off the top of my head, but why not do a do a full on like uh, vocal music day or festival? I mean, people like they hear the word festival a lot, so you can <laughs> you can do that. You can be a, that's true. And, and ever, I mean, if one if that's one thing I learned in the past uh, in the in the COVID years, uh, it's just the, the COVID years, right? Is that. Um, mm-hmm. The ease of actually putting up a show now, it's actually, to me, it's actually a lot easier to do it um, only because of the, the technologies that have been available, even your live streaming stuff and all that. And yeah. even if you want to do a, a hybrid show, like which is like a paying audience as well, you know, technically speaking, right, if you do a show at a venue, your audience potentially can be the world because people can tune in anytime they want just to watch your virtual yeah. performance, so to speak. Yeah, so so that could that could mm-hmm. also be a key thing, and then you could eventually turn this into a, an entire international <laughs> voice festival. I think there have been people that are organizing vocal concerts, not festivals, lah. Mm. It's like a yeah, one time thing. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, before COVID, but I haven't seen any happening during COVID. Yeah, maybe it was all like recorded performances, and then they stream it on YouTube. They put it together and they on YouTube. Yeah. That's what one of the CCs in my uni was doing. And I was still kind of participating because they, they don't only allow students to join it. They can be alumni or just random people also. Oh, really? The clubs are open to everyone. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I enjoy being a part of that. Okay. You can <laughs> set one album, <laughs> call my capella, call Apex, you know, call 1023, and then just say, hey, guys, you know, would you like to headline this festival? The only key thing is that my, my group is going to open it and you know come on just before you guys that's the only thing i do all the interstitials between the oh, bands that's you guys you guys can just do the rest of the stuff <laughs> then you just hook up with them <laughs> yeah i think the handling the money part will be the most troublesome oh that's when you just get a finance guy yeah. to come in that's fine <laughs> it happened again 
But you weren't there to see it Oh wait, you wouldn't get it You would have had to be there to understand And I'll tell you all about my day But sometimes it gets too late It's still your day when I'm ending mine Your goodnight is my rise and shine One thing that stands out with my group as well is that all the other big names in Singapore, they're all half Mando. Half Mando. Like they're doing half oh, Mando. Yeah, music. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to be the group that would do all the languages. Oh. All four or cool. five languages in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Do you... But of course, it takes a lot of time to learn the pronunciation. Lah. I think 1023 is also doing, also very local music based. So that is one of the groups that we really look up to. But all these more established groups, they somehow have six people and we have five. So maybe we can be the five-person group that does that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's not a very, that's not a very strong point. Yeah, but yeah. It, your, USP, it helps. your USP needs to go up a bit more than I have five people in my group. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. but it helped that we were just five people so we could still uh, meet up during COVID. Oh, that's though. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> It was really sad for the six people groups. Sometimes they would have to perform and one person has to be off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, yeah. that's true. Um there, there there hasn't been any advancement in terms of what a show can be. So it's interesting that you know you want to do yeah. something like that and, and and I think it's great. I think that people should do this kind of thing. You can even have a whole progression of you know, of music kind of showcase it. I mean, the narrative of the show is now so open that anybody can do any kind of narrative, but a lot of times people are just falling back on what they know. Even if it's a solo group performance, right, they're still falling back to what they don't do. I mean, very few of them have actually actively done something very out of their comfort zone, you know. I'm, I'm not saying that I, I'm any better or whatever, but it's just, it's, just, it's just a thought that occurred to me, like, yeah, it's strange, like, you know, it's strange that we haven't actually decided okay let's try something else well it's it's difficult here because in the first place i mean uh this this country is very hostile to the local arts to begin with right so you know they, they just want their jukeboxes like <laughs> that's all they want so yeah so it's not easy because it's not viable to certain extent unless it's really put into the hmm. art sphere right 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 they really say like it's an arts and you get like your observatory or something and then your your you know it's not gonna be viable at all. So so I think that that's the that's that's the problem that we have. Sorry, the only platform that people can do that is maybe NDP and it's not even up to them. Yeah, 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 correct. How right? they wanna put <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think there's a demand for it. Like there are no clients asking for these kind of things, so it's very hard for people to focus on it compared to what they currently do. Well, I suppose, but I mean, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just wondering because uh, it was a point that, that somebody brought up to me as well. It's like, is it because there's no demand because we don't know about it? Or is it because there's no demand Maybe. because actually people don't like it? You know what I mean? There's two different things, you know, because mm-hmm. we haven't seen it before, so yeah. we don't know. Okay, like, then we just carry on with what we know, you know, so that that's the thing, mm-hmm. you see. So uh, I was just, I was just, yeah, it just got me thinking yesterday. Somebody had just mentioned it to me and I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. Why, why haven't we done something? to push something else. Yeah. You know. I think also if someone wants to do it, it has, it has to be one of the names that are already out there. Out there? Maybe like Ben King oh, or okay, something. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because if a smaller artist does it, unless they are backed by 
a very huge brand or something. Mm. I don't think people are gonna see it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very difficult. Um, if 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 at all, it would be a foreign production. It's just like what Amanda says, you see, unless it's NDP <laughs> or NDP related where the money is no object, right? <laughs> it's unlikely, right? You can do it, you see. Maybe you're right. So I mean, this idea to the NDP committee. Yeah. And if they pick true. it up, you can you can direct it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Uh, arguably, I have a low bar now. Well, you know. Next year, like next year. When is our when is our when is our next, next landmark, landmark NDP coming up? Not so soon, right? Next year, like, not, not next year, like, this oh, year, yeah, they're all doing it yeah, now yeah. already. I think the next land the next big number is fifty five, right? Which would be in two years. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do two years time. Two years time, uh, two years time. Oh SG SG fifty five? Yeah. Isn't it over already? Is it? Wait, did I calculate it wrongly? SG fifty five was <laughs> A couple of years ago. A couple of years 2020, ago, right? Right? Oh my god. Was 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 lah. 60, 60, 60 is the next, is the next one. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to time 1969 instead of 65. That's right. <laughs> oh, this is not a lucky fail. So, that one, that one yeah, we, we were censor, I think. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have NDP talk and then not know when the NDP is. <laughs> <laughs> my math gone wrong. When? When when is when is Independence National yeah. Day? Hmm. <laughs> the first National Day when? Uh, <laughs> oh, we do the no. If we want, then we do the first anniversary of the first NDP, which is actually the year after sixty-five. <laughs> it was only one year later <laughs> then they celebrated the first NDP, which is actually nineteen sixty-six. <laughs> so we can prep for that. We got time. Got three years to plan. Can can can. This kind of massive project, we need we need time to plan. But but moving forward, do you do you see yourself? Let's say. Uh, performing like I mean, uh, you know, trying to get to perform in Singapore. What about overseas? Do you kind of see that as a as a goal as well? Mm, yeah, it's definitely a goal. But I I very much prefer performing with my group compared to myself because I don't really like, the attention is too much. I don't like everybody's eyes on me. So it would be nice if I can split that attention. I think I'm, it is part of the deal, my dear. Yeah, no, but like not the main person. You know, I am very happy being backing vocalist on stage. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay. Thought, thought. Hang on a minute. You keep yeah. mentioning this group, but we reali- I realize that you haven't actually like you know talked about this group but say what's it what's yeah, your yeah. group? Who's your Secret. who's your five people? Can I mention and... name one? <laughs> yeah I didn't say the name. Yeah. Um we're called New Recording forty seven. So, sorry, you remember four, again? Seven, four seven. Okay. Why? Why? New recording forty seven. Because when we Yes. When we first oh, okay. decided to form the group, right? So when I came back from uni, then I grabbed a friend or two and that friend grabbed more friends. We decided all of us are interested in forming a group. So we just went to the stairwell at Excelsior Shopping Centre. And <laughs> we decided to try singing there. And I, we sounded great. I mean, we felt we sounded great to each other. So we are like, okay, let's record this. Then someone just took out their iPhone and then recorded it. Then after we recorded it, it was... The title of their recording was New Recording 47. Because the guy didn't rename it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cute. Okay. Yes, okay. That's the story. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, 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 and as, as New Recording 47, what... I mean, like, from that point, from the from the staircase at Excelsior, 
you know where where which other which other staircases have you guys uh, you know <laughs> performed in? Oh, we're actually planning to do another staircase thing tomorrow. Oh really? Okay. We're like we're like April birthday, so we're going to Sukiya for the birthday treat, and then we're gonna find a stairwell in that mall <laughs> to record something. Okay. I mean, because on on your obviously on your YouTube is is mostly just your record, your own, uh, your own recording, uh, your own videos and stuff like that. Where where can people find new recording forty seven? Oh, we also have like YouTube, Instagram, mm, TikTok, mm. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. I think if you just type new recording forty seven, it might come out. But because people still post their random recordings online without renaming <laughs> yeah, it, I was so maybe say. <laughs> it might be a difficulty. Yeah, but I guess you can type new recording forty seven acapella. Right. Okay. Okay. So, 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 any original music for for this project? Uh, yes, we have one song titled "What It Used to Be," and it's talking about like, uh, things that are different from when we were children and now. So it's mostly the comparisons in the song, mm. and that song actually, uh, I initially wrote that song just for fun. It wasn't meant to be this theme. Because I asked someone like, uh, what do you think I should write about today? And then he said, technology. And I was okay. like, oh, interesting. Okay. So the original song title was like, Zero Tech to High Technology. But it was also like, past comparisons to currently. It was just a lot more, maybe nerdy references. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So we changed it up to make it more relatable to the masses. Yeah. Like when we used to have to memorize phone numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So like the first phone I remember, you have to wait for it to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I was I was born in the time where I still saw that phone, but I didn't have to use it. Oh right, right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that that push button phone thing was such a godsend. <laughs> no, but but that's a good that's a good that's a good uh concept lah for a song. So 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 that's a good segue. Right, so in terms of your songwriting process, right, where does your inspirations uh, come from normally? Yeah. I usually just uh, take my day-to-day or like, I write a song when I feel strongly about an emotion. Someone pisses me off halfway, then I decide to write a song about it. Just to get those feelings out, you know, just to like put it in a box, mm. archive it so that I don't feel that way anymore. That's also so, part of a way. So is it lyrics first? Lyrics first? Mm, yes. I think very much all the time is lyrics first. Okay. I pay a lot of attention to the lyrics because I feel like if the song has shitty lyrics, then I I don't really enjoy listening to it. It might be catchy, but I wouldn't like it ringing in my head if the lyrics don't make sense to me. You know, for yourself as well. I mean, you said that this. I mean, new recording for the seven. I mean, you you guys have done covers of local, uh, local Mm -hmm. musicians as well, right? You're saying. Any other local hero, so to speak, musical hero that you guys don't mind trying to rework their music into? Mm, I think we we had another interview where we were supposed to answer this question also. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. So we answered Benjamin King. Okay. And personally, I, his songwriting is very interesting. Mm, mm. I think he's done so much better for himself after like becoming a solo artist. And I this one song I really like that it might not be very big, but it is the ad that he did for Lala Move. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. It's so random. The lyrics are 
don't make sense, but it's still funny. It's like comedic, <laughs> comedic nonsense that I love. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's the kind of songwriting that I would like to do. I think diabetes is gearing towards that. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the other songs, like the Taifan song mm. and I Want My Bubble. Yeah, yeah. I think those are really good. I really love that. It's like they... I had this idea for TikTok before. It's like you just roulette and then you take a random genre and a random topic and you write a song about it. Right, right, right. I think I think I think for, for Ben he is seems to be positioning himself more like towards like musicals as well. That's a sense. Mm, mm. So listening to some music I mean it reminds me very much of Dick. Oh okay. As it, as I did a Chai Fan song. Is it because is it because he did that show? No, uh, well, oh. yes la. I mean <laughs> maybe subconsciously that la, right? But when I first heard that Chai Fan song the Kai Fan yeah, song, I, Kanaka, I, I mean, yeah. straight away thought I still I straight away thought of Dick la. Straight away. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, okay, well Ben, Ben, if you're listening to this podcast Yeah, right. You never know, you know. I could just you know, I could no, just yeah. keep spamming his social media until he has yeah, yeah. But I'll, to I'll, I'll send I'll send to him I'll send yeah, to yeah, him. yeah 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 I'll send to him. So Ben, yeah, give Amanda a call. Uh. don't shy, uh. don't shy. I mean, you've collaborated with so many different people over the last year or so. Yeah, <laughs> why not? For, so for I me, mean, since we're talking about all these uh, upcoming projects and stuff like that, um, you know, where do you see yourself then? Uh, in in let's say year five uh, year five from now, where do you where do you see yourself? Five, yeah. I I. Intend to push my group out more than myself, so okay. I would hope that we are performing like fifty-three A kind of frequency. Okay. Anyway, maybe not. That's a bit much because all of us <laughs> also have our own jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I want to be a like a household name. When people say like local musician, then you you know mm. me recording forty-seven. You know, and we are also gonna try oh, okay. for our busking license so that we can possibly be the first a cappella group busking in Singapore. Because I don't think I've seen the other groups basking yet. So we would like to do that. So once that five years come and you become like this big star with your focal group, um... You know, if somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, you know, I want to be like you," wow. <laughs> um, you know, what kind of what kind of lesson would you, or or what kind of advice would you advice, yeah, advice would you impart? You know, well, that is of... assuming I am successful in that goal, then I would have the knowledge to impart. But I would turn on my, I'll turn on my project manager self and tell them, yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to know like your timeline for what you want to do. And okay. I think when you're starting out, it's more of your marketing, marketing your brand instead of just making the music. Because you can be perfect in mm. your music making, although nothing is perfect. Right. But you can be yeah. very good at your music making. But if no one hears you, then there's no point. I mean, of course, if your goal mm. is to get out there, if your mm. goal is to make music for yourself, then sure, no need marketing. Okay. So what kind of marketing tips do you have for for us to market what? our podcast? <laughs> Yeah. I've never tried marketing a podcast before. But I think the thing I yeah. like about the podcast I listen to is if they have an intro song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intro okay. or outro. Okay. So that's one thing I liked about the financial podcast, Keep It Simple. Yeah, so that just makes it, maybe personally for me, just slightly more enjoyable when I come listen to the podcast. I know I know where I am because the theme song just brings me in. 
And then maybe if you go uh, out and you okay. randomly sing it, uh, then someone else also like, hey, I know that song. They like, right, oh, right, right. there's a community out there. Right, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so we that. must we, we must hawk that theme song a bit more, Kevin. <laughs> your, your theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gotta hawk it out. I think everywhere we go, we just just randomly play that. For the hell of it. <laughs> for no reason. Oh. <laughs> for no right you or reason whatsoever. You maybe you release it on Spotify as a song, then you go on the train and you airdrop it to people. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good idea, good idea. On. <laughs> We can just we can just do a whole single just incidental themes from Lion City Rock, yeah. <laughs> All the incidental music that we use. <laughs> oh, if you want to take it one step up, right? You know the Phineas and Ferb theme song. At the yep, yep. end of the theme song, the I think the sister always changes what she says. Oh right, yes, the tag. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So the tag always changes. Maybe then that would intrigue people to listen to what the tag is this time. Like a little hint to what the episode is about. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. I'm gonna put that down on my whiteboard after this. I'm um, not sure that it's gonna work, but that's just what I would do. I would try. That's on your whiteboard. I mean, your 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 wish fulfillment list, lah. I suppose. If, if I have a podcast, lah. But it I mean, would also podcast, be nice. La. I mean, you. I mean, you. Don't you? Don't you guys have your own NR forty seven theme? Like, that could be a yeah, thing. Yeah, we are thinking really, of yeah. it. Like, it would be nice to start and end a video with that kind of thing, also. Yeah, right? I mean, like... Like the end screen in seconds. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just very quick, right? It just goes on and then bam. Okay, yeah. that's it. Thank you. Good night. We're, you know, we've been an hour 47, that kind of thing. Oh, that's a good idea. I need to come up with a theme song now. Okay. First thing I'm doing after this recording. I think you'll be the first, you'll be the first group that has a theme song. I don't think any other band has ever come up with a theme song for themselves yet. Ever. Uh, so. I remember in Polly, the group is called MP Voices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we were doing something like MP voices, who, and then like the last one is a chord or something. Right, right, right. Sounded a little bit like McDonald's, I'm loving it. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like a radio, radio station. It's like a jingle, la. it's like a yeah. jingle for, it's like a, yeah, a call out, la. a call out, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that because cool. I was trying yeah. to do, I was, I was trying to do acapella theme songs because I think theme songs are things that people can relate to, mm, maybe mm. a lot more than pop songs. Right. So that's what I was doing during the pandemic. Like, especially Disney and Nickelodeon because people seem to vibe with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, since I do theme songs, I should have one of my own. Huh? Good idea. Thank you for the idea. No problem. Don't say Lion City Dog never teach you anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but I, well, we, we really don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, this has been enjoyable. It's okay. Um, no, but thanks very much, seriously, for taking time out to, to have a chat. Yeah. It's always fun to chat with musicians in Singapore and see what their musical journey has been like. But before we go, uh, I'm just going to put you on the spot one last time. Sure. What would you say is the best thing or the worst thing about being Amanda Ong right now? Um, let me start with the worst thing because I thought of it first. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is my stage fright, which makes me not really feel like performing because I think I would much rather be a recording artist than a performer. Okay. Okay. So I usually struggle between that. Like when someone says, I have this gig opportunity for you. Hmm. Like, I, in my mind, I want to say yes. But at the same time, I know the moment I say yes, I'm going to be scared until the gig happens. Really? Wow. Because it's like drinking Chinese tuition. But then once it's over, it's like, oh, okay, la, <laughs> it's fine. So, so what, 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 what is really, uh, what are you afraid of? Uh, what do you think would go wrong? Like me... Just not performing up to the standard I want to be at. And I'm also very self-conscious about my instrument playing. 
Ah, right, right. So I don't feel like I'm so, the best person giving a performance if you are coming for the guitar playing and the vocals instead of the person. But if you're coming for my character and personality, then then I have more to give you. Oh, that's very interesting. Have you always felt like this or is this... Yes, always. Oh, really? <laughs> Even like previously, like in uni, you also felt like that when performing? Yeah, I did feel like that. But for acapella, I think it's more fine in a group. That's why like, if the uni groups were like 20, 30 people. So ah, okay. you would hardly look at me unless you came to watch me. Right, right. Yeah, so I just really enjoyed the singing instead of knowing that I'm performing. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So it's only like because when you're solo, when you're going to play solo, then you... Then I'm scared. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So here's a tip. So when you're on stage, just imagine everybody in the crowd. <laughs> you know, I've... I cannot, like, that feels a little problematic for in my mind. I've tried, I've I know, tried like, that. This is the then, usual thing they say. This is the usual I, thing they you know, say, every right? Every time we do a gig, Kev, I always do that and then I always get distracted. And then I keep losing my train of thought as to what I'm doing right now in the middle of the show. <laughs> That's why if you go to any gig and you see me stumbling across my banter, it's because suddenly, oh my god, that person is naked. So I found a good way, maybe one way to deal with it is like, at the beginning of the set, I'll be like, okay, so every time I make a mistake because I'm not perfect, we all drink. Yeah, yeah. Drink, yeah. Drinking game drinking game is always good. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're in a bar, I think that's great to do. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. But, you know, actually, it's more, it's actually more it's actually more common than you think, like, mm-hmm. right? So I think for most, it's only a question of degree, right? I think for every musician, uh, we kind of all experience some degree of stage fright, right? It's only a question of degree, la, Like I said, how how you kind of ultimately deal with it. So, so like for me, my 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 my. I always freak out thinking about oh I'm gonna forget all the lyrics kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because mm. normally I don't normally I don't like to play with, with lyrics yeah. in front of me. My own my own songs lah. Like. Mm-hmm. If I play covers I don't really care. <laughs> but if I own songs I would rather not have yeah. uh, in front lyrics in front of me, it kinda of ruins the thing. And the thing is even sometimes though the lyrics in front of you I've actually done like look at the wrong <laughs> yeah. lyrics kind of thing. <laughs> Right, so that's why I don't want that to happen. So, but so my biggest biggest freak out is to, to imagine that I'm on on stage being like my mind's yeah. like mm-hmm. cannot remember right, the yeah, the yeah. first line or second line or whatever. Oh right? God, wow, yeah. that's a nightmare. Then you have to be really good at your banter to cover it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pass it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. same lah. I mean, or or make up make up new lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do a just just do a John Lennon. Uh. He never remembers any of his lyrics anyway. Like every live show, there will be one song where the lyric is different because he forgot about he forgot the actual the actual line and he just made something up as he went along. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But okay. Too as well. Oh yeah. So you uh, then you said the best thing, right? Hmm. Mm. The best thing right now is my recording artist dreams might be coming true because I mentioned that I like Disney mm. and acapella and girls, mm. right? So I have this Fiverr client. I'm not going to mention the name or anything, but he has he has been asking me to do Disney songs, okay. like arranging the Disney songs. Right. And arranging, singing, mixing, mastering, I outsource that to other people, but he's been giving me a lot of lobang to do that. So it's actually a dream that I'm getting paid for. Mm. And that's the favorite thing about my music going on right now. 
Okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool. I, I hope it never stops because you know there are like millions of Disney songs. It's very good to hear. Yeah, it's great to hear, it's man. Good. Cool. Well, thank you very much once again, Amanda, for, for taking time out to, thank you, to give us thank a you. chat with us about all things music. It's, it's yeah. a very nice Saturday morning for such a chat. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we get to we get to go and see your group live sooner or yourself uh, performing. Uh, maybe at that place that yep. you mentioned yeah. about. Yeah, keep man, us, keep us in the loop. Keep us posted. Okay. Yep, yep. I will. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See ya. Have a good Thank weekend. Bye. Bye. Have a great rest of the day. Yes, Bye. you too. See ya. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was something a little bit different off the beaten path uh, for Lion City Rock. So, like, you know, like you're saying that indie singer-songwriter who's not going to talk about noise uh, beats. So, I think she's a, she she is as so, indie as it gets, right? Because she's doing everything herself, right? From her marketing to her management to yeah, her but, it's like wow. Yes. <laughs> DIY yeah, yeah, DIY for sure. DIY for sure. But but still a little bit. So that's good now. So it's good to see someone who's a bit different. so as usual please uh, like, subscribe, share Shout out the monkey pops as we say, talk about it. Coffee shop. What 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 it coolers. Go to the go to the bars and clubs and talk about Line City Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Before we go off also I just wanna thank um, some new people from Europe as well who have tuned in. And a couple of guys who are apparently listening in from Iran. Iran. Thanks very much, man, for for giving us a listen. We hope you like it, and we hope you guys continue yep. listening and tell all your friends about it. Yeah, I mean, we want Lion City Rock to get all around the yes. world, as the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you very much uh, to all you guys from overseas who who are. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's nice to know. And it warms the cockles of our hearts, <laughs> as we like to say, <laughs> to, to, to know that to know that there are people out, not just in Singapore, but outside of Singapore yeah, who are yeah, also yeah. Um, interested in all this and, and tuning in. Thank you very much. Yeah. So till yep. the next time. Ciao. Ciao. See ya.